Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story, talking to the biggest names, covering the biggest stories. She's Rita Cosby. This is the Rita Cosby Show on 77 WABC. Lovely Rita, meet a maid. Nothing can come between us. Well, tomorrow is essentially D-Day. That is the way that Democrats are looking at January 6th. Everything is tied to January 6th. Any disparities in America, any problems, let's all blame it on January 6th. And Jen Psaki, as you heard from our great newsman, Bob Brown, is giving a preview to what President Biden is going to say tomorrow. And no surprise, he's going to blame it all on Trump, Trump, Trump. So just as you heard him say on January 6th of last year, I would expect that President Biden will lay out the significance of what happened at the Capitol and the singular responsibility President Trump has for the chaos and carnage that we saw. And he will forcibly push back on the lies spread by the former president in an attempt to mislead the American people and his own supporters. And we are going to be talking about Merrick Garland, the attorney general, and give his take basically on what he thinks of January 6th. Today he came out and talked about all of the arrests that have happened. Um, yes, I think people that obviously assaulted officers, I think people that did some things that were totally out of control, yes, they should be prosecuted. But if you look at the jail time and you read the tea leaves, Still sounds like he has a lot more to go. And I contend what happened to those who were rioting in New York? What happened to the fact that you're talking about voting rights because of January 6th? Somehow everything, democracy is on the line. We're going to get to that in the second hour of the show. You do not want to miss it. And boy, are there some people who I think are really politicizing this moment. And of course, tomorrow we're going to hear the president of the United States who can't even figure out how to get the vaccines, can't even figure out how to get testing. And he's going to talk about democracy on the line. And boy, is it politics, politics, politics. Well, speaking of politics, Have you seen what the new Manhattan DA, Alvin Bragg, has to say? We talked a little bit about it last night and coming up in just a few minutes. We're going to hear from former NYPD Commissioner Howard Safer to get his take on all of this. And so many people are outraged. They have basically said that it is going to be a bloodbath in New York. We're going to go down and go back to those old days of sort of the Wild West in New York, if you will, because now the new Manhattan DA in his first memo basically decriminalizes all of these different crimes and essentially says if you murdered somebody, or a very serious sexual assault, 
and a couple high-level white-collar crimes, those are basically the only things that are going to put you behind bars. If you do an armed robbery under Alvin Bragg, you will basically be able to walk free, and that is outrageous. This is the reaction from our own Judge Janine about all of this. This man is looking to create lawlessness and anarchy in New York City. And let me tell you one more thing, guys, because I did this for 30 years. This is going to throw us back to the Wild West. New York will lose its home values, its business values. Your kids are not safe going to school. You're not safe riding on the streets. So what can be done? We're going to talk about what citizens in New York can do because we deserve to be safe. And this guy doubled down. He did an interview with Fox News' Eric Sean. And in the interview, he basically said, he did a little bit of a Bill Clinton. That's how it reminded me. Remember Bill Clinton during all the Monica Lewinsky stuff said the definition of what is, is? Well, to Alvin Bragg, who says that he will now weigh race, basically will weigh the housing situation of an offender, I mean, it's like he is so deferential to the offender. And basically, again, if you go in with an armed robbery, as long as you haven't seriously injured someone, you're going to walk scot-free. If you've robbed stores and robbed under X amount of goods, you're going to walk scot-free. So much for New York finally getting tough on crime. This is Manhattan's DA, the guy who oversees all the prosecutors in DA. We are in deep, deep trouble. And I believe that you're probably as concerned as I am. It's 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show here on 77 WABC. Here is a little bit of Alvin Bragg, the new Manhattan very radical liberal DA. And here is what he had to say to Eric Sean, who said, aren't you making us less safe? Would these policies give criminals a green light? No. I mean, it, it, it just depends upon your definition of a criminal. Uh, and for all too long, we kind of dealt with this othering of, you know, anyone we put in jail is a, a criminal. Well, you know what? We're putting in jail homeless people who um, uh, literally, in one example, use a, one counter to buy food and toothpaste. Uh, got a sentence of four to eight years. So if, if that's your definition of a criminal, Uh, I suggest we need to really reorder ourselves. So let's have sympathy, basically, for the criminals. And don't worry about the poor business owners, the poor individuals who've been robbed um, at gunpoint. And again, that is not going to be a jailable offense. This is outrageous. We are in really, really tough times here in New York City. When I saw this, my heart broke because I love the city and I was optimistic when I was hearing all the words from Eric Adams. And he has talked about bringing back the plainclothes police and doing all these things. But guess what? If all the cops do is continue to arrest people and they don't even go back out on the street, they don't even go on the, you know, they don't even go behind bars for even an hour or they go out within half a day. Because the DA says, oh, I'm not going to prosecute on this. The cops can arrest all they want, but these people will reoffend and we will lose this city. That is troubling. Take a little bit more of a listen to Alvin Bragg, who says basically it's about cleaning out the jails. This is all about politics. 
We've laid out a path that is going to reduce incarceration, reduce violent crime, get people services, get neighborhoods uh, safer, get New York City back up on its feet. It's the road forward. And joining us now to talk about this is former New York City Police Commissioner Howard Safer. Howard, what's your reaction to these comments from the new Manhattan DA, Alvin Bragg? One of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. It is the stupidest comments any incoming district attorney could make. It is basically giving a roadmap of how to commit crimes to criminals. Yeah, it is shocking. Were you surprised that here it is, it's his first memo to staff. He's only been in office literally a few days, and he puts this out. Well, I'm never surprised at what progressive left people do. But the fact is, that's not his job. His job is to prosecute and uphold the law, not to change the laws and legislate through memo. Uh, The message that he's sending to criminals in a city that has already had increasing crime is I'm not going to prosecute you if you shoplift. I'm not going to prosecute you uh, if you jump a turnstile. I'm not going to prosecute you if you carry a gun. I'm not going to ask for sentences more than 20 years, even if you commit violent murders. I mean, it's the craziest thing I've ever heard. What is the impression, as you said, on the you know criminal? Because his message, Alvin Bragg, basically is, okay, we want more racial equity. We want to look into the housing situation of the offender. To me, when I read it, it's like he's sympathizing more with the offender than the victim, Howard Safer. Well, obviously, he is not looking at the victim. He's looking at the perpetrators and saying, let's go easy on the perpetrators and let's, let's not send them to jail. That is crazy. And what's really crazy about it is Eric Adams ran on a reducing crime platform. He was going to send the police back out on the streets to deal with drugs and crime. What this district attorney is saying, you can send them out on the streets, but I'm not going to prosecute them. So what are the cops going to do? They're going to say, we're not going to waste our time uh, sending cases to a prosecutor who's not going to prosecute them or lower them down to misdemeanors. That's crazy. By the way, the other thing is, too, is also resisting arrest. He's saying no prosecution for that. So if you resist an arrest by a cop, nothing's going to happen to you. That is also enormously detrimental to the NYPD. Oh, absolutely. Why should they put themselves in harm's way when nothing is going to happen to the people who harm them? And then the other thing, you know, we've all seen the smash and grab things that are going on on the West Coast. That's going to become commonplace under this district attorney because he's not going to prosecute people. Now, this is the opposite of, obviously, broken windows theory, Howard. Oh, absolutely. Broken windows, which made New York the safest large city in America, when both Bill Bratton and I and Ray Kelly were there, is basically going after smaller crimes because, you know, those are the people who also commit larger crimes or have information about larger crimes. You know, my advice to the people of the city of New York is get a recall started right now. You know, you talk about a recall because you're right. The DA's job is to enforce the law, not to amend it, not to create new law. Um, Do you see a recall even happening? And are there any other alternatives for all the good citizens of New York? Well, the governor has an alternative. The governor can certainly act. But, you know, I I, I look at uh, San Francisco where the district attorney now is facing a call for a recall because he did exactly this. And San Francisco is overrun with crime. Los Angeles is considering the same thing. This experiment has taken place in Los Angeles, in Portland, in Seattle, in San Francisco, 
And the result of it is people are now clamoring to refund police and get criminals off the street because chaos is going on. The same thing is going to happen here with this district attorney. You know, you talk about uh, the governor getting involved. Do you see Governor Kathy Hochul, also a Democrat? Um, she's up also for re-election. You know, she just was put in there because of Andrew Cuomo, his situation. So she's up for election now in June is the primary. Um, do you see her stepping in? I don't. Uh, I don't see her stepping in, but she certainly has the authority to step in. Uh, and perhaps when things get out of control, as I'm fearful they will, uh, maybe she will. I, this is, you know... It's upside down. You know, the number one civil right is to be free from harm. And what's happening here is this district attorney is inviting people to commit crimes by saying there's going to be no way that you're going to be held accountable for committing crimes. And if you do, you'll be back out on the street the same day to commit them again. Is this Wild West in New York City? I mean, like you just said, it's almost leading to anarchy, allowing the criminals to say, okay, you know, here's what you can do and get away with. Here's a blueprint. You know, the way we made New York the safest large city in America was criminals knew that if they carried guns, if they sold drugs on the street, there was almost a certainty of arrest and punishment. That's gone. And that's why crime has gone up so much in New York. Shootings have gone up tremendously in New York in the last year. And, you know, to me, a shooting's a homicide with bad aim. And it's really, really a horrible situation and just the absolute wrong message to send in a city that's looking to recover from a crime epidemic. Yeah, you're right. And it also sends such a bad message. I think people were optimistic when Eric Adams took over, as you point out. You know, he talked about, you know, bringing back the plainclothes unit, doing a number of things that were getting tougher on crime. And yet his hands are tied if you have a DA like this, right? I mean, I think people feel so dispirited in New York City, the biggest city, and I think the greatest in the world. It's true. The NYPD is the greatest police department in the world, but they have only one third of the criminal justice system. If the prosecutor doesn't present it to the courts, people are not going to be punished and people are going to continue to commit crimes. I always used to say the only people who should be afraid of police are criminals. Well, then certainly not going to be afraid if they're not going to get prosecuted. Yeah, it sends a terrible message. And everybody, we're talking to former New York City Police Commissioner Howard Safer. Howard, what do you think is behind this um, from a philosophy standpoint? Um, as someone who you know has been in law enforcement, as you have been dedicated for decades, you know, you see his criteria. He's talking about racial equity, the housing of the offender. Um, is this an excuse to empty prisons? What's behind this? Is it politics? I, I think it is politics. It's the leftist progressive woke movement where they want to turn everything upside down. And a belief that there's no such thing as criminals, that criminals are only people who should be treated with rehabilitation and social work and all of that. You know, I'm all for rehabilitation and I'm all for social work, but that's not the job of the prosecutor and certainly not the job of the police. He just doesn't understand what his role is. And um, Howard, you know, Alvin Bragg um, did an interview and the question was, you know, what does this say to criminals? And his answer was, well, it depends on the definition of criminal. Like he's parsing words as to who deserves that title. Like, you know, if you break into a store, should you really be called a criminal? Are we getting just so unbelievably PC? Well, you know, what about the victims? You know, $250 taken out of a mom and pop shop hurts tremendously. And basically he's saying he's not going to prosecute it. 
It's outrageous, Howard. Uh, I can't imagine the sentiment. What, what's the sentiment of your fellow law enforcement folks that I'm sure you've talked to since this has come down? Absolutely. The, the sentiment is that this individual should be removed before he even gets started because this is going to cause really, really serious problems in, in New York City, which already has tremendous criminal issues since the, the, the Blasio administration. You know, it took eight years to undo what we did in uh, in four and, and five, but they certainly undid it. And it's time to for the citizens of the city to stand up and say enough. I agree. Uh, so great to have your important perspective at this time. Former New York City Police Commissioner Howard Saver. Thank you, Commissioner. Good to be with you, Rita. And let's go to your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Anthony in Brooklyn. Anthony, you're here on the Rita Cosby Show. Go ahead, Anthony. Hi, Rita. I am so sick that this Alvin Bragg, this clown, this piece of garbage, this pro-criminal character was elected. I am so sick. You know, I'm a cyclist, okay, a bicyclist. And, you know, I ride my bike and suppose, oh, they want to rob me, want to take my bike. You want to know something, Rita? Have you ever seen a movie, uh, Road Warrior? Yes, I have. I have. I'd like to rig my bike with explosives so if somebody steals my bike, they get the crap blown out of them. Wow, Anthony, you are fired up. You know what? But But you know what's interesting, Anthony? Your point about the fact that they could steal your bike, technically, under Alvin Bragg's policies, and I agree with you that they're disgusting and outrageous, and I don't think that they make New York safe. I think they deteriorate New York tremendously. And I was hopeful, you know, with Eric Adams, and I still like what he is saying in terms of getting tougher on crime. But his hands are going to be tied if you've got a DA who's already decided this. And also, Eric Adams has basically said in the past that he agrees with Alvin Bragg, with Alvin Bragg's policies. Um, And to your point, if somebody goes in and tries to take your bike, or goes into a bank, and they're armed even, as long as they don't, quote, seriously hurt you, they're basically not going to get any jail time. I mean, what is your message to Alvin Bragg, Anthony? What are your thoughts about that? My message to him is that he's a lowlife, that he should not be anywhere near a district attorney office, that law-abiding New Yorkers like myself are fed up and disgusted with these leftist policies. Yeah, it, it, it makes us all dangered, I think. I agree with you. It's really, really scary and really disheartening, you know. And, and just when there was this sense that the city uh, may be coming back, you know, that we got rid of de Blasio and his policies, and now yeah. this guy is like, I feel like five steps backward of de Blasio, this Alvin Bragg in terms of philosophy. Anthony, thank you. Let's go to George real quick from Manhattan. George, your thoughts, and you're listening on the radio. Yeah, uh, this guy's a whack job. He's a wacky uh, preacher from Harlem. And uh, I imagine he's going to be impeached, I would say, before uh, before six months are over. Well, that's what a lot of people, um, by the way, did you see there's a victim's rights group um, that has even yeah. said that if there is somebody who's, quote, innocent, who has been hurt by these policies, and I'm sure that will happen fairly soon, sadly, based on the fact that these policies are so widespread and are so easy on criminals, that they will go for an impeachment. And there, and you even heard from Howard Safer, former NYPD commissioner, yeah, saying no. that he should be recalled. There should be an effort right away to recall him. I agree with both of them. Don't you, George? There's no recall. There's no recall. He has to be impeached. And uh, this guy, Adams... 
he made a statement regarding uh, Dinkins and that he shared his views about uh, law enforcement. So I don't know whether he was really honest about that, or if he is honest about it, then New York City is in for uh, a real problem. Yeah, and we may be. And he also said that Alvin Bragg and he shared similar views, and that is really disconcerting. Um, well, we're going to come back, everybody. We're going to continue with your calls. What do you make of Alvin Bragg and the fact that he is saying to decide whether people should get any jail time at all, you have to look at their race, you have to look at their housing, you have to look at are there other alternatives for them. And he's basically saying the only crimes of which somebody will really serve some jail time would be murder and would be a very serious sex crime. But guess what's not on the list there for jail time? Trespassing, resisting arrest of police officers. That is outrageous. Prostitution, jumping a turnstile. And guess what's now a misdemeanor under the new DA in Manhattan. Armed robbery. That is disgusting. Stealing from stores and homes. Dealing drugs. The list goes on and on. We're in trouble, New York, and this is a trend with these liberal DAs across the country. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show on The Great 77 WABC. Rita Cosby is on 77 WABC. And the new Manhattan DA, Alvin Bragg, I think will be bringing down New York and is going to make us a lot less safe. And boy, is this the wrong time where we need a soft on crime DA. Crime is escalating in New York. A lot of violent crimes, serious crimes, lots of homeless, lots of drugs. And now you have probably one of the softest on crime DAs in the country in Manhattan, who within days put out a memo saying, here are the things that we will prosecute for. And basically, it's just a handful of things. And he's basically saying there shouldn't be any life sentences. And the most serious sentences are for murder. But there are a lot of crimes that he considers not so serious, including armed robbery, armed burglary. Essentially, somebody could break into your home and business with a gun, put a gun to your head, and as long as they haven't seriously injured you, they basically will only get charged with a misdemeanor, which likely means they will serve no jail time. You just heard from the former NYPD commissioner, Howard Safer, who basically says this is first the stupidest thing he has ever heard, the most outrageous, one of the most dangerous things, and he said it is a, quote, roadmap to basically tell criminals how to act in New York. How scary is this at a time where we need folks who are tough on crime? And I know our own Judge Janine agrees with that. Take a listen to what she said about Alvin Bragg and what he should do. His role as a DA is not to change the system. He has a very defined role, and she says he should go. My definition of criminal and crime is everything that is identified in the New York State penal law, which has been voted on by the legislature. And I want to know who the hell this guy thinks he is. He was elected as a DA. The job of a DA is to enforce the law. It's not to amend it. It's not to write it. It's not to repeal it. It's to enforce it. Absolutely. And you just heard from Howard Safer. Same thing. And he says that it's time to look at the word impeach, time to look at the word recall, And this guy has only been in office a few 
days. Alvin Bragg is going to bring a lot of problems, I think, to New York. He's very made it clear. All right. He wants to basically bring out of people out of the jails, wants to lessen clearly crimes and wants to look at the criminals and basically say, let's think about alternatives to make their lives better. What about the victims? This is the worst thing that could happen to New York at this time, and it's a sign of what's happening across the country. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Tom in Nassau County. Tom, you're here on the Rita Cosby Show. Go ahead, Tom. Good evening. I told you about Eric Adams. No one listens to me. He's 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 not a good guy. When he was, when he used to well, we're talking about Street. Alvin Bragg here, Tom. We're talking about yeah, Alvin Bragg. Right. And, and, and Eric Adams is the mayor. He's going to do nothing to this guy. This guy, and no one's going to touch this guy. He's friends with them. Yeah. Eric and by Adams the way, he has, he did say that he does it. agree with his policies in the past. Yes. He didn't say on this one, but he did say, and, and it's going to be trouble, Tom, as you point out, because he's come out and said, bring back the plainclothes unit, you know, of the NYPD. He's also talked about getting tough on gangs and crime. But how are you going to do that if you got a DA who's basically saying that's not a crime? Let's let's be soft on the criminals. Uh, you know, it's like like he may actually end up butting heads with him, but he may not be successful in any shape or form if Alvin Bragg can basically do what he wants to do unless he's removed. Can I say one last thing? Yeah, please. Where's I'm the, I'm so right, upset about this, Tom. I think it's outrageous. All right, where's the plain closing? Another thing, when he when he swore in the new police commissioner, the mural of Joanne Chesenblatt was behind him. This guy is no good. They're all involved together, and you have to vote them out of office and get rid of them. And they're not going to touch these guys because they're black, and they're, and they're using it all to to do their thing. Oh, should you say something? I'm black. The new police commissioner, all of them. Stinko, get ready, New York. Uh, it's going to be worse than the 1970s. New York, how scary uh, to hear these words from Tom. Thank you, Tom. Um, and I hope, obviously, that you and I are both wrong. Um, but sadly, look at the tea leaves here, and this is trouble for New York City. Let's go to LQ in the Bronx. Go ahead, LQ, your thoughts. Um, New Year's blessing to all, Rita. Thank you. Thank you. And, and this is not a New Year's gift, uh, this Alvin Bragg and his philosophies, LQ. It's two things real fast. Um, to, uh, today, uh, Norm and I was at a rally at Albany for 2,000 people plus peaceful protesters against overly aggressive mandates, which he and shared with me and others. Now, as far as, far as Alvin uh, Braggs, um, to, I'm proud of, you know, being a black of him, and at, you know, but I disagree with him and Adams. I think that um, if he... They have a good understanding, and Ben had a good understanding, which um, Adams said. And if Adams is surprised by what um, uh, D.A. Braggs is saying, then he simply is not qualified to be mayor. And he's not surprised, which to me is actually a little troubling, LQ, because he said in the past that he basically, you know, they see eye to eye on issues, and Bragg got elected. Yet, if you listen to Adam's rhetoric, it's a lot tougher on crime. But one of the things that's really scary, and LQ, thank you for the call. I always love your calls. Um, one of the things, too, is that resisting arrest is no longer going to be a serious crime. They basically look at resisting arrest as something you cannot get arrested for. So, boy, is that a green light to somebody 
who gets arrested by a cop or is about to get arrested and flees. So what, that's not a crime anymore? So you can just flee from police. And you heard what Howard Safer, the former NYPD commissioner, just said here on the show, guys. He just said that that is going to scare the heck out of police officers, that particular one, because now they no longer are basically given the authority that if they arrest somebody, that person and the person tries to flee and say something happens to, you know, say the guy hits the officer, the officer can't really go after the defendant. Like, they feel like this DA has even less of their back than de Blasio. And that's going to scare officers from doing arrests because people can resist arrests and get away with it. They're going to be scared to do bus because the people are just going to be right back out on the street. I mean, this is really a cauldron for disaster. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Rita Cosby is on 77 WABC. Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue, dogs really are man's best friend, especially a dog named Tinsley, who is a Shiloh Shepherd. Now, she led New Hampshire police to her owner who needed medical attention after being injured in a vehicle crash. It happened on Monday of this week when New Hampshire State Police were called in about a loose canine. But when they arrived, Tinsley continued running right down the interstate, Interstate 89. The authorities were led directly to a damaged pickup truck and realized the driver and passenger had been ejected from the vehicle and were hypothermic and were very seriously injured. Well, the head of New York State Police said that this was almost like a real-life Lassie situation, that it was quite remarkable, and the dog definitely saved their lives. I don't think, he says, that the owners would have survived the night, given the temperatures. And a great job by Tinsley, the dog, and, of course, the New Hampshire State Police for following Tinsley's lead. Well, we talk about the importance of backing the blue and supporting our officers. And now one of the things that the new Manhattan D.A., the very radical, progressive Manhattan D.A. who just took office just a few days ago, well, Alvin Bragg basically says on the list of offenses where there will be no prosecution, well, that includes resisting arrest. If that is not a green light to criminals, I don't know what is. But Alvin Bragg says being soft on criminals and sympathetic to criminals is important. And he said he's learned that from his own experience. Take a listen. I had a knife to my neck. I've had a semi-automatic weapon to my head. I know these issues intimately. What we're doing now is not working, plain and simple. Uh, and so this is our path forward. This is how we reduce violent crime. Really? By being soft on criminals and taking a number of these crimes off the table in terms of getting any jail time, including gun crimes? Are you kidding me? Well, Geraldo Rivera said this today on Fox, and I agree with Geraldo. Understand this, that a person can come in, the judge referred to, can come into a store and say, all right, against the wall, everybody against the wall, can stick the gun in the person's face, uh, can uh, put them on the floor uh, with their with their head on the floor and put the gun to the back of their head, can terrorize them. It could be an old lady. Right. Uh, could They could jump the uh, the the uh, the cashier's uh, counter there uh, and then be charged with a misdemeanor. This is preposterous. 
It is outrageous. And it is such a contrast from the philosophy of previous also NYPD commissioners. You think back to the philosophy of Bill Bratton and others, and also Howard Safer, who we had on the show, the broken windows theory of getting folks on smaller crimes so they don't commit bigger crimes. Alvin Bragg is just blowing right through that and even saying that, oh, armed robbery is not such a big deal. Can you imagine somebody comes to your business with a gun to your head and if they don't seriously injure you, they will get no jail time under this crazy, radical new DA. Take a listen. Here's a little bit more of Geraldo talking about this. This is ridiculous. It defies common sense. It is not common sense. It is the opposite of what uh, Bratton and Kelly did, uh, you know, uh, with uh, mm-hmm. with their uh, uh, broken windows policing. Mm-hmm. This is not not the way to fight crime. This is the way to encourage anarchy, to to again br- to, uh, to bring down property values, to scare the bejesus out of people. This is horrible, bad thinking. I don't know where this person got this notion. And scarily. He is the guy who oversees prosecutions in Manhattan. He's the new Manhattan DA. And already victim rights groups like Jennifer Harrison, who leads a big group in New York, said she is watching to see what happens and has said that the minute an innocent victim is killed because of Alvin Bragg's policies, she will try to do all she can to impeach and try to recall him because she says this is disastrous for New York. He's paving the way for an even even bigger bloodbath than what we have seen in New York City already, ruining any chances that the city has to come back. And I agree with her. And also Howard Safer, who just said here on the show that this is essentially a roadmap for criminals on what they can get away with now, thanks to this radical left Left of left, Manhattan DA, Alvin Bragg. What are your thoughts, everybody? 1-800-848-9222. And are you as concerned as I am about the future of New York? I was optimistic until I found out about this guy. I thought things would be better than it was under de Blasio. This guy, to me, is worse than de Blasio ever was in terms of his philosophies. And the fact that he is so soft on crime and puts resisting arrest as to something where you will not get any jail time, not prosecuting, that is outrageous. That endangers every police officer in New York. Shame on this new DA. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Jimmy in Brooklyn. Go ahead, Jimmy, your thoughts. Yes, this sounds like a uh, impending disaster. You know, they said uh, this guy, Alvin Bragg, was a very important guy at Abyssinian Church in Harlem. That church invited and honored Fidel Castro. So this guy comes out of a radical thing. This communist movement is big. When they're controlling the schools, they're controlling people that end up graduating with strong anti-American views, and then they get jobs and they work their way up through society. So this is not even like the old way where communists would plant the guy and help move him up. This is a mass movement now. People are just graduating and getting jobs. Like he was an attorney. Now he's a prosecutor, DA. This uh, this country is full of people like this, by and the way. And that's scary. By the way, Jimmy, that is scary, as, as you're pointing out, because you're right. There are a lot of people that agree with him. And the reality is also, Jimmy, this guy was elected. I mean, that's the thing, too. We have to remember he was doing the commercials. He did, uh, you know, one of the debates here at WABC um, where we had all the Manhattan DA candidates. And I remember listening to that guy and going, 
oh my goodness, that guy is going to be the softest on crime DA, one of the softest in the country. I thought Gascon in L.A. took the cake. This guy might be the triple cake. I mean, this guy, you know, it makes Gascon look like, you know, a tough on crime guy. You know, this guy is really, really frightening. And it's the worst time for New York City. Don't you agree, Jimmy? I mean, this is the worst time to have somebody like this at the helm. I agree. And people out of the city, out of the state who have children that are going to go to school here or they were thinking about coming here for as tourists, they have to be aware of this so they could plan or just not come. One more thing. When Castro was at this church... We were outside, anti-Castro Cubans protesting, and there were a lot of white people outside supporting Castro in, in Harlem. And these white people were talking to the black neighborhood crowd outside. When we got there, anti-Castro Cubans, we talked to the crowd. We had the black crowd on our side versus Castro after they heard us debating with the white Castro supporters up there. Oh, that's interesting. So, you know, in some of the it, Jimmy. The cops loved it. The it, cops loved it. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting, Jimmy. It's like this uh, infatuation, as you talk about with Castro, or, or when I see young people walk around with the Che Guevara T-shirts. You know, Che Guevara was a ruthless killer. Um, and, you know, it's this infatuation and there, I bet AOC thinks Alvin Bragg is just great. I bet Rashida Tlaib thinks Alvin Bragg is just great. But I think he's going to be disastrous, as you say, and this philosophy is bringing down New York even more. And that saddens me. Thank you, Jimmy, so much. Let's go to Harvey in Florida, who's listening on the WABC app. And by the way, everybody, you can check us out on the WABC app. You can download it, uh, 77WABC on App Store or Google Play. So make sure that you do that and you can watch the show that way. And also, by the way, Harvey, we're also streaming to, I got to tell everybody because we're streaming on YouTube so you can watch the show. And you can also go to WABCRadio.com. We're streaming on there, too. And you are listening on the app, Harvey, so go ahead. Okay. Yes, good evening, Rita. I'd I, I like to say Happy New Year to you, but it's, I'm a retired cop from a long time. I came on in 1970. It was a different time. But this thank you. By the way, thank Rita. you for your service because, I, you know, I have such a fondness for our men and women in blue. So thank you. You're welcome, Rita. This is ridiculous. Manhattan was always liberal, even when I was on. In the 70s and 80s were bad. Yep. This is ridiculous. I, I, I had ADAs that would work with you. Not that everyone would, but, but this is ridiculous. I feel bad for the cops on today. I, I, you, can't, you can't do anything. It just, you know, we're never, we were never afraid of doing the job. We were always cautious of losing the job. And the way this is with this district attorney, I mean, I mean, uh, he was voted in. I mean, but this is a whole different, you know, at least I had people to work with years ago and they backed you up. But it's just, just ridiculous. You can't have this. You can't change the law like this. I mean, it's scary. Arrest and you know what? I, when I saw that uh, in Minneapolis, I know with the George Floyd and they burnt down the police station. This is ridiculous. I mean, you know, in burning police. It's outrageous. It's outrageous. It's you know, um, Rita, Harvey, you know? I want to ask you, um, you hit on the topic of resisting arrest, and that was one of the things that you may have heard um, Howard Safer, the former NYPD commissioner, was just saying here on the show. He thinks that, um, in addition to obviously all these other things too, but he zeroed in on that as well, because he said the impact is going to be on cops like you as a former cop, um, folks 
going to do arrests, if they know that suddenly people are not going to be charged for resisting arrest, boy, does that embolden the criminal. And boy, does that make a cop worried to do arrests like that to me is so disastrous to have a Manhattan D.A. saying that that is no longer a crime. That is a free for all for criminals. That's terrible, Rita. Just terrible. I, yeah, I, it's just, there's no answer for this. It's really, really, it's more than liberal. It's radical, anarchy. I mean, uh, I just feel so bad for the cops. If I was on today, I'd have the same problem. I, they probably locked me up. I mean, we, we did the best job we could. I used to have posts. I worked in Brooklyn and Manhattan. And uh, things were bad in the 70s and 80s. But the, the, even in the 80s, I, 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 it's a different time, Rita. It is. And you know what? You, it, like, you, like you just said, there was a difference. And you think back of like, you know, A, the toughness of a Rudy Giuliani, how he was tough on crime. And you think about the DAs that you had in those positions um, that at least were working with you and trying to do the best they could in terms of enforcing the law and keeping behind, you know, people behind bars. Now with this no cash bail, you know, and now with, you know, the these philosophies of these things not even being crimed. I, I never thought in my lifetime that somebody would say, okay, as long as they don't severely injure somebody in an armed robbery, whether it's in a bank or a home, good luck. No problems there. I, I mean, that that to me is astounding. And this person should not be anywhere near prosecutions or law enforcement. Um, Harvey, thank you. And thank you again for your service. We appreciate it. Uh, let's go to Phil in the Bronx. Phil, your thoughts about Alvin Bragg, who I agree um, with Harvey. This guy's left of left. Well, Apparently, Alvin Bragg, as DA, is enforcing the will of George Soros, who backed him to the tune of a million dollars. Right. And by no, the way, I great just, point. Real quick, yeah, I just also want to point out that Alvin Bragg got maybe one out of 320 New Yorkers to vote for him because these, these civil elections of judges and, and DAs is, are very tiny and very hard to access. Right. You, no, you're you right. Yeah, You're right. okay. And you, and you know what happens to Phil too and I'll, I'll let you finish your thought, but you know what happens to a lot of times in these elections for DAs and for judges and I knew who Alvin Bragg was because again I remember, you know, and obviously covering it and following it extensively and and follow politics extensively here in the area and across the country. We also did the debate with him and I remember during the debate I'm thinking, "Oh gosh, this guy Sort of like Maya Wally was, you know, in the mayor's race where she was very soft on crime, had approach, um, and was much softer on crime than Eric Adams. And remember, she came a hair's breadth away, remember, uh, from, from making it there also as well in the primary. But in the Alvin Bragg case, you're right. A lot of people maybe don't realize that indeed when they cross, oh, let's just pick this person for DA or I saw him in a commercial, but didn't really absorb it. I really wonder if people really understood that what he was saying in those commercials and all those things, he really meant. And not only did he mean it, he's doubling down on it, Phil. Yeah, that's that's true, too. But but the thing is that what he's doing with his agenda, Bragg is giving free license to certain certain parts of the African-American and Hispanic community. These are the criminal elements within these communities. And he's allowing them basically to do what they want, do when they will, and the consequences, however, you notice one thing. He does not concern himself with the consequences of their actions vis-a-vis the, the uh, victims. Right. And, and, and all, all, well, he's turning these kids into future, future Michael Browns and Victor Gomez's. 
these are these are two names that live in infamy in their record of crime. I mean, you know what they did. Yeah. They, well, they and also, crime. by the way, what he's also doing is not even I don't even think helping the criminal. And, and I mean it in this sense. He's clearly helping them and facilitating them and allowing them to repeat offend. But he's not teaching them that there are repercussions for their actions. And you're right. He's leading people into sort of a life of crime because they have no incentive to correct their ways if they're not taught a severe punishment for their action. It's like a child. You know, if a child like wants to put their hand on the stove and they keep doing it, but the stove isn't hot and they don't get kind of burned and realize that, oh, that's not a good thing. They're going to just kind of keep doing it. And what he is doing, according to NYPD commissioner and you, and I feel the same way, Phil, he is incentivizing to people to commit crime because they know they're going to get away with it under this DA. And this is the worst time to have that happen here in this city and any city around the country. Phil, thank you very, very much. We appreciate it. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody, after the break. 1-800-848-9222. Rita Cosby is on. 77 WABC. Well, New York is a big city, and Manhattan is now in trouble, I think, with Alvin Bragg. And last night on Dominic Carter's show, his great show, which starts at midnight every night here on 77 WABC, he had the head of the Detectives Endowment Association, Paul DiGiacomo, weigh in on D.A. Alvin Bragg's. Take a listen. So explain this to me, because it's sheer madness, all in the name of progressive politics, but this time from the new district attorney, Alvin Bragg. Yes, it's quite disturbing, the memo that went out. You know, after reading through it, there is not one mention of the victims that are victimized in the city by violent crimes. And uh, it's quite disturbing that it's going to have a major effect to the safety of New York City detectives and police officers moving forward when you are encouraging to resist arrest and encourage Encouraging to obstruct the arrest of someone with no consequences. Outrageous. And that is Alvin Bragg, our new Manhattan DA. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show, 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Tim in Oakland. Go ahead, Tim. What are your thoughts about this new Manhattan DA? I think we're in trouble. Uh, Yeah, and I just wanted to bring out that it's been mentioned a few times on your show tonight about resisting arrest. Resisting arrest uh, resulted in the riots that occurred in the recent past. And I'm wondering if this is not a plan by the district attorney to get more of these type of situations. Oh, that's interesting. Like like creating, what, more riots and more protests in New York, knowing that they're not going to be busted because they, they, they didn't get any, any repercussions after all the ones that took place here and around the country. Um, so, right, it's an open invitation. That's a great point. Tim, thank you very much. Um, let's go to Rich in Nassau County. Go ahead, Rich. Your thoughts. Yeah, hi. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, listening to all the, the radio shows and everybody's horrified with what's going on in all these cities. Nobody really gets to the real cause of what this problem is. The problem really is that the last, uh, you're really fighting two epidemics. One is COVID. 
and one is the epidemic of leftism, which has basically infected our body politic with an AIDS virus, which has rendered our ability to protect ourselves. Oops, we lost you, Rich, but I heard your thoughts. It is sort of part of this overall leftist philosophy that's permeating lots of different areas, you know, with, you know, critical race theory, a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, let's go to Kevin in Boston. Kevin, you're here on the Rita Cosby Show. Your thoughts. Thank you, uh, Rita. Rita, I woke up when I heard your melodious voice. Ah, thank you. Thank you, Kevin. Absolutely. The south side of the window, I'm getting you through the, through the airways. There, so I have to get up anyhow to go into the city at 4 a.m. Oh, my goodness. Well, I I am glad you're calling in. What do you think, sadly, about this new DA in Manhattan that's basically saying armed robbery, no problem, no crime? It's like Rich said, across the country, they're talking about it. New York City, just not the crime wave in all our cities. Uh, The new AG Braggs, um, Alan Braggs, for, for him, to come out. It's the mantra of the Democratic Party. I'm convinced of it. I'm also convinced that we're in this prism and paradigm of reverse discrimination, whether it be gender or color. You cannot criticize anybody uh, if they're black or if they happen to be cultural Asian or something like that. And what cries out is why New Yorkers do not wake up we recently lost uh, Officer Lou, his partner, um, uh, Ramos, yep. shot down. That was no horrible. Respect. You had on the former police commissioner with the morale of a police force of 36,000 officers. And guess what? And, and Kevin, and Kevin, your points are great. Thank you for the call because, yes, morale of police now has hit rock bottom after the word of this DA. We're going to continue with your calls after the break, and we're also going to talk about January 6th, but we'll continue talking about this crazy DA right after the break on The Rita Cosby Show. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story, talking to the biggest names, covering the biggest stories. She's Rita Cosby. This is the Rita Cosby Show on 77 WABC. I know your name is Rita. I push your perfume smelling sweet. Since when I saw you down on the And you're listening to the Rita Cosby Show. And get ready because in a matter of hours, President Biden and every single Democrat, it seems, and Liz Cheney, too, on the Republican side, are going to say, well, Trump is responsible for January 6th. All the problems in the world tie back to January 6th. And Saki, Jen Saki, his press secretary, gave a little preview of what the president is going to be saying in a matter of hours. Take a listen. President Biden has been uh, clear-eyed about the threat the former president represents to our democracy and how how the former president constantly works to undermine basic American values and rule of law. Rule of law. What about 800,000 folks who are not legal citizens now allowed to vote in municipal elections? What about our open border policy? I mean, there's a lot of things that might be a threat to our democracy 
is everything January 6th. Boy, have the Democrats politicized January 6th. And we're going to talk about that later on in the hour because it is the anniversary tomorrow, the one-year anniversary. And if you listen to Merrick Garland today, the Attorney General for Joe Biden, he said there are still more people that he's going to go after. And he definitely left the door open that he might even go after members of Congress, maybe the former president. Um it, everything is January 6th because January 6th was the biggest threat to democracy and the worst thing that the Democrats have ever seen. And yet the riots in New York and around the country, they turned a blind eye to talk about playing politics with crime. That is outrageous. And speaking of politics, the new Manhattan DA, Alvin Bragg, boy, is he a political machine. He has basically said that he will be soft on major crimes, including armed robbery, including resisting arrest with a police officer. And the list goes on and on and on. Property theft, you break into someone's home or a business, as long as you don't seriously injure them. No jail time under this new Manhattan DA. This is really trouble. And they think they're going to go hard on crime with anybody tied to January 6th. But they'll turn a blind eye to armed robbery in New York City? Does that make any sense to you? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Here is Geraldo Rivera talking on Fox today about this new, I think, really loony lefty new Manhattan DA. I think that uh, Alvin Bragg has not yet cleared any of these things with uh, Mayor Adams, so who, of course, was a former uh, crime-busting police captain. So I, I personally do not believe this is going to really be the way Manhattan progresses. Well, I think a lot of people think otherwise, and there's already the word recall. There's already the word impeach. Over Alvin Bragg, people are already saying, I think this is like the record for someone being in office. Literally, I think it was about a matter of hours when he put out that first memo that triggered all this, where he listed the crimes that would not be prosecuted, which is outrageous at a time where crime is skyrocketing across the country. And this epitomizes the sentiment of so many of these ultra-liberal DAs, Gascon in Los Angeles, the guy in San Francisco, the guy in Philadelphia. And now the top of the list is the Manhattan DA at a time where crime is skyrocketing in the biggest city in the country. This is trouble, guys. By the way, everybody, you can watch the show on WABCradio.tv. Also, you can stream it on YouTube, and also you can check it out on your smartphone, tablet, smart TV. Check out WABCradio.tv. You can also go to WABCradio.com. Check us out. We are streaming the show as well, and always glad to have you here on The Rita Cosby Show. Let's go to Tracy in North North Carolina. Tracy, your thoughts about where we are headed in New York and around the country. If these DAs are so soft on crime, Tracy, we're in trouble. Well, thanks for having me on. Uh, He's just a coward. He's not willing to do his job. He should have never been elected. Yeah, and guess and you, you know you had a great point, Tracy, because he was elected. Um, and thank you for the call. But I wonder who are the people that were electing this guy. And this is one of the times where it was like truth in advertising because he was saying he was going to do this. And now he's not only doing what he said he was going to do in these crazy campaign ads. I think people thought 
you know, oh, maybe he doesn't really mean it. And maybe with Eric Adams coming in, who's a little tougher on crime than de Blasio, he can straighten things out. People don't realize that the DA works separately than the mayor. Obviously, you can have influence and discussions and so forth, but he has different authorities than the mayor has. And I think that means New York is in trouble. Um, let's go to Robert in Philadelphia. Robert, your thoughts about this? How you doing, Rita? Good, but I'm fired up about this because this is outrageous that now criminals are basically given a free pass in New York City based on this guy. He's basically telegraphed to criminals. Here's what you can get away with. Well, I'll tie them both together in 30 seconds. The January 6th thing, let them have their dog and pony show in their bubble. Nobody cares. And when the truth comes out in the end, they're going to look real bad. I'm done with that. I'm not even going to pay attention tomorrow. But... We can fix that in 2022. Unfortunately, you are stuck with this Bragg guy. He got 83% of the vote in Manhattan. This is what Manhattan apparently wants. But then, but then they is. picked, then they picked Eric Adams, Robert, who was tougher on crime than some of his challengers, for sure. Well, that just means that there's more concentrated Democrats in Manhattan than there are in the other boroughs. But as long as they're making this pick, you're going to be stuck with it. So even while we fix things in 2022 on a national level, New York, Philadelphia, blue, deep blue states are stuck with this until the Democratic Party fixes itself, Rita. Yeah, and, and until Americans, enough show, Americans speak out also, Robert, too. Uh, thanks for the call. Great call, Robert. Let's go to Tom in Brooklyn. Tom, your thoughts. Yes, hi, Rita. Uh, when I was drafted in the Army back in 69, uh, we were evaluated mentally see if we were qualified for the job. I I just don't understand why uh, any representative that's going to lead our city with uh, laws and what have you uh, aren't uh, tested the same way the uh, military was. Yeah, because by the way, this guy does need a mental evaluation. And, and by the way, thank you for your service to Tom. We really, really appreciate it. It's always great to hear from a serviceman. We appreciate it. But you're right. There should be some check because I think he's got uh, uh, he's got a screw loose clearly that he thinks that this is the way to keep New York safe. And he actually says that these policies will keep New York safe by basically emptying out the prisons and not putting thugs in prison and being sympathetic to thugs. Uh, it's, it, it defies logic. Tom, thank you very much for the call. Um, let's go to JC in Stroudsburg, PA. JC, your thoughts. This is disgusting, Rita. You know, I'm a pacifist, but all this stiff stuff that's going on in Washington and in New York City Makes me angry. Uh, it's 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 just so ambiguous. The word on the street, and tell me if I'm wrong, is that Soros put a million dollars behind this guy's campaign. Yeah, that's what we were hearing too. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So he, this guy's bought and sold. So uh, I agree with Martin Luther King. People should not not judge a man by his color, but his character, character of soul. Now, yeah. Here's the deal: the woke, the woke, the woke people. They're going with, you know, we're going to be leaning on these thugs and these criminals, and they're going to say, hey, you know what? Because a lot of people, a lot of these people are black, and they've been persecuted. So what I say to all the people is, you got to think the same way. Don't don't be fooled by a lamb, a wolf in lamb's clothing. Right. Think in the terms of everybody having rights, and all the black people, and all the indigenous people, all the white people. The good people in New York City, along with the police, the police should strike. 
They should go right to district attorney's office. They should have a law strike. Well, and you know who should support them? And JC, JC, thank you for the call. Um, I always love your calls. But also, good people of New York should also join police because it's in our interest to be supporting the police. But they need to be known that the, you know, the population in New York City and these other cities across the country that are dealing with similar characters, um, need to know that people are fed up, that people are not going to tolerate soft on crime DAs at this time where crime is skyrocketing. Uh, you know, our last caller was talking about getting a mental evaluation for this guy. I agree. I don't think he would pass it. I really don't. Um, let's go to Kevin in Farmdale. Go ahead, Kevin. Hello, Rita. Great show, as always. I agree with everything that everybody's saying, essentially. But I guess I'm confused. I, you know, if the if the laws state that, you know, when you break certain laws, they need to be prosecuted. I didn't know the district attorney can literally turn a blind eye. And if, if you, so... That's a great point. And why, why isn't there some way to hold them accountable to following the laws? I, I don't understand. Well, that's exact. That's a great point, because technically he is supposed to follow whatever is in the New York State Penal Code. And his job is just to basically enforce it, not to create it, not to amend it. There is some subjectivity, so he can do some of that. But the only way that you really can kind of change it once, even though he's not supposed to be doing it, is for people to be saying, this is not correct. We're going to impeach you or force him not to follow through with his plan. So even though he's not technically allowed to do it, it often happens. But people need to say this cannot be tolerated, even not citizens and also people in the legislature, state legislature need to say it, too, and need to say enough because it is outrageous. And the fact that people are saying, wait a minute, armed robbery should actually be a punishable offense. I, I, who would have ever if, if somebody said it to you, you'd go, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it, it is just stunning to hear that we're in this predicament right now at a time where crime is at basically just skyrocketing. Um, let's go to Carlos and Yonkers. Carlos, your thoughts. Hello, Rita. I've called the show before. I'm a person of color. I'm also a police officer. And the problem with Arvin Bradley, if you have a house with a broken window, you fix the window. You don't take a wrecking ball and destroy the whole house. And Schumer, Nadler, David Patterson and all the Democratic leaders are going to have blood in their hands because they have endorsed this guy. And everything he put in the memo yesterday has been on his website for over a year. No, you're right. He was, you're right. He was advertising. Now he's doing what he said he was going to do. And I, I wonder, Carlos, if people really read the fine print and really understood that he was going to do this. I would hope that some people... Um, just, you know, citizens who voted for him, hopefully maybe didn't read it. I wish they had, um, because they would have said, whoa, 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 wait, this ain't going to work right now anytime in New York City, but let alone now. Well, a lot of people endorsing just because he was black, unfortunately, not because he presented the best ideas. A lot of people didn't go to his website. Yeah, exactly. Is, exactly. You know, people, they have to focus on the problems, lack of fathers, lack of parental accountability, lack of gifted programs. There are many things that can be done to make New York City public schools better, to create a better society, a better community. I agree. But you know what, Carlos? That's not that's not the victim's problem. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, like I agree with you that there needs to be some of those things done. I, I totally agree because I think you've got to do things to help break the cycle. But you also got to do a little tough love, don't you think, as a law enforcement person to, to know that now resisting arrest and armed robbery is not on the criteria? How is that going to inspire anybody to change their ways? I mean, that's why I tell people. New York City is not coming back. It's like the movie I Am Legend, except that they're not going to be zombies but criminals around. Not only will criminals get a free pass, but also because he's not prosecuting prostitution, other vice crimes, right. human trafficking, sex trafficking, they're also going to skyrocket in Manhattan. Wow. Really scary. And, and sadly, I think you're right, Carlos, and that really saddens me. I hope you and I are not right. Um, because that is a dismal outlook for New York City. Um, when we come back, everybody, we're talking about Alvin Bragg being soft on crime. But the one thing the Democrats seem to want to go tough on is January 6th. Tomorrow is the anniversary. And today, the Attorney General Merrick Garland basically said he's going to hold anybody accountable tied to January 6th. That democracy is on the line. Everything's on the line. Boy, are they playing politics with January 6th. I want to hear from you. Do you think it is all a big dog and pony show? And talk about the contrast between the way they talk about anybody tied to January 6th compared to the people who were looting and rioting and burning down police stations all over the country not that long ago. Those people got a slap on the wrist, if anything. And now we have Alvin Bragg who's saying, you know what, you can do armed robbery no problem. You can resist arrest. No problem. You got a DA like that. And then tomorrow, the Democrats are going to say, gosh, the worst thing in the world is January 6th. And they'll be praising officers for that one day. Shame on them. 1-800-848-9222. Rita Cosby is on 77 WABC. Well, tomorrow is going to be a big day for the Democrats as they will be talking about the January 6th one-year anniversary. Already we're hearing from Jen Psaki that President Biden plans to blame it on President Trump. Talk about what President Trump did and how everything is tied to Trump. And every time you hear anything about like, oh, democracy, there's a question about problems in America. Sometimes I go, oh, gosh, maybe they're talking about the rioters in New York City or maybe they're talking about the rioters in Portland. Maybe they're talking about the rioters in, you know, in Seattle. Maybe they're talking about the rioters in Minneapolis. Oh, no, they're always talking about January 6th and never seem to talk about going after the rioters that were burning down and breaking into businesses across the country. It is outrageous. Think about how many police officers were hurt and killed during the time of the riots. How many of them were severely injured across the country? How much damage to property there was? Burning down police stations, hitting cops with bricks, all those things. And basically, no repercussions. And guess what? We have the vice president of the United States, Kamala Harris, feeding into giving money to the Minnesota Freedom Fund that was bailing out the protesters across the country. But yet, 
anytime they talk about anything terrible that's happened in the world, they don't say anything about the rioters because it's not politically correct for them. But yet, boy, they can't stop talking about January 6th. Take a listen to Joy Reid of MSNBC. From the moment that we saw these scenes of hundreds of screaming, in some cases violent insurrectionists storming the Capitol on July 6th, defecating on the grounds, beating police officers with their own shields and bear spraying them, all in the name of keeping Trump in power over the will of 81 million voters. We knew that nothing would ever be the same. Yeah, nothing will ever be the same. What about the streets and the cities across America with all the burning and the looting and the no repercussions? And now we've been talking about Alvin Bragg, the new Manhattan DA, who's basically said resisting arrest uh, of an officer is okay, not punishable. Armed robberies, you know, not punishable. And yet, boy, if you were anywhere in Washington on January 6th on that day, you're in big time trouble. In fact, the shaman guy, remember that guy, the guy who looked like the shaman, the crazy outfit? He's been like given like it almost seems like a life sentence. Talk about a guy. He has mental problems, apparently, and has a medication. He hasn't been getting any of those things. They put him in solitary. That's the way they treat someone that they don't agree with. And yet those rioters in New York, boy, do they get a free pass. Take a listen to Anna Navarro, who's one of the hosts on The View, where she says, Guess what? Everything goes back to January 6th and President Trump. Look, I felt I felt that Donald Trump had not been legitimately elected. I thought he'd gotten help from the Russians. But you know what? It would have never occurred to me to take up arms against Donald Trump. That's just not what we do in America. Our weapon of choice is voting. It's democracy. It's the ballot. And so I hope people remember January 6th. You know why? You know how? By registering to vote. By making sure they know where they have to show up to vote, because there are elections this year and they are so crucial. And guess what? They're tying everything to January 6th. Like anytime there's a problem with voting, let's go to January 6th. What about the fact that we have open borders and we now have what looks like two million people who crossed illegally in 2021? Oh, they don't talk about that. They don't talk about the fact that 800 people who are 800,000 who are non-citizens in New York are now basically going to be able to vote in municipal elections in New York. And they're talking to us about voting rights because of what happened to January 6th. No mention of the rioters in New York City. No mention of the rioters in all the different cities across the country. Philadelphia, I think of the images. No mention of that. No problems with those. And now we have, again, a Manhattan DA who is going to be softer than soft on crime. And yet Merrick Garland, the attorney general, says this is the top priority for the Justice Department, as opposed to going after the rioters and the looters and all those others that went after the streets. What about parallel justice? I am not for, by the way, I don't think people should have stormed the Capitol. I don't agree with anybody who was assaulting a police officer. There were people that were definitely getting out of hand on January 6th. But to make everything about January 6th and no cross-reflection of what happened in the riots in Different cities around the country, they let those cities burn and they never condemn those people. And that is outrageous. Here's a little bit of Merrick Garland today. And he basically said that even though so far they have arrested 700 people, they've issued 5,000 subpoenas. It's astounding. Um, he says 
This is just the beginning of his investigation. His whole priority is January 6th. The actions we have taken thus far will not be our last. The Justice Department remains committed to holding all January 6th perpetrators at any level accountable under law, whether they were present that day or were otherwise criminally responsible for the assault on our democracy. We will follow the facts wherever they lead. And then Merrick Garland also said basically any problem with voting rights, because remember, they're trying to push their big voting rights package. Uh, it didn't get wrapped up into the Build Back Better plan. Um, and now they are trying to figure out a way to get this passed. Remember, that one didn't get passed. Now they're trying to get voting rights passed, looking at maybe doing the filibuster, all that stuff. Um, but what they're saying is essentially everything is on voting rights now and it's all because of January 6th. January 6th, January 6th. Take a listen to Merrick Garland. We will defend our democratic institutions from attack. We will protect those who serve the public from violence and threats of violence. We will protect the cornerstone of our democracy, the right to every eligible citizen to cast a vote that counts. And we will do all of this in a manner that adheres to the rule of law, and honors our obligation to protect the civil rights and civil liberties of everyone in this country. Wow. You know what? We will go after people who assault anybody who protects the rule of law. And then you got Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg and many other DAs around this country who have the same philosophy as Merrick Garland, who are now making resisting an arrest of an officer. Somebody arrests you and you resist, it is basically no longer a prosecutorial crime in New York City. So how do you reconcile that? But boy, if you had anything to do with January 6th, you are the worst of the worst. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to April in Astoria. April, your thoughts about this total double standard? Yeah, I've been noticing, I've been watching on television, anytime they talk about the uh, um, January 6th, they call it the insurrection, they said, and the Trump supporters, and the Trump supporters this, and the Trump supporters, I'm so sick and tired of saying the Trump supporters, I'm a Trump supporter, I would never have done what they did, the wild ones out of the thousands that were Trump supporters, the hundreds that were like completely lost their minds. I don't know what was wrong with them. We should now call anything, the, the, the uh, race riots, the smashing of the windows, the police getting thrown with uh, water bottles, frozen water bottles, not just water bottles, frozen. So they're like ice throwing. And then they completely torch the police precinct. We should not say these the rioters. We should say the Biden supporters. Just yeah, that's a great point. That their head. Right, right. That's a great. And, you know, the, the fact that they have not condemned those people is outrageous, no. you know, and, 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 you, and you know what, you know, what's amazing also, April, that. too, is that, you know, today I was hearing Merrick Garland say, you know, oh, the attacks um, on our law enforcement. And obviously, I don't think anybody should be attacking law enforcement. I don't no. agree with any of that. Of but but not. but for some reason, oh, boy, because it's tied to January 6th. 
don't attack law they enforcement. They were hurting those cops. Right, right. Those but, cops were getting beaten up. Yeah. Beaten up on trying to protect the citizens were sitting in restaurants, outdoor cafes. I agree. People. I agree. And that's exactly my point, April. That's exactly. Thank you for your call. That was a great call because I agree because what was happening is they're saying, oh, for one day they're defending the cops. But the rest of the time, it's like cops are racist and they're overreaching because it doesn't sort of fit their political agenda. You know, but it fits their agenda when it's January 6th to defend the cops there. Um, and I don't agree with anybody ever attacking the cops anytime. You know, um, so they got to be consistent. It's outrageous. Uh, let's go to Lisa in Manhattan. Lisa, go ahead. Your thoughts. Thank you. Uh, the, the 500 insurrections that happened uh, May 2020 to September 2020 after George Floyd's death are, like April said, are Democrats and they're Joe, uh, they're Joe Biden supporters. They, uh, Democrats, are voters, too. Harris and Biden, this is their responsibility for this. And But you know, it's Lisa, and Lisa, thank you for the call, but you're right. They take zero responsibility, and in fact... You know, uh, they almost were praising. You know, there was a time where Kamala Harris was praising the rioters and also calling Jacob Blake a hero, uh, the one who basically led to some of the protests in Wisconsin. You know, so it's like, are you, it's like, are you kidding me? It turned out the guy was holding his ex-girlfriend, you know, hostage basically and was waving a gun at cops. And this is somebody who's a hero who our vice president visited and also Joe Biden supporters donated to the Minnesota Freedom Fund. You know, his campaign team, some of his campaign aides donated. I mean, it is outrageous. The double standard is so disgusting and the politicization of it is outrageous. They want to like pretend like all those 500 that you just talked about never happened or those people are good people on a mission. But if you were anywhere near the Capitol, uh, you know, you're, you're the worst. That one time, you know, was the worst of the worst. But all those 500 times, oh, they never happened, or those people were freedom fighters or something. You know, it's unbelievable. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And we'll take your calls after the break. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Rita Cosby is on 77 WABC. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, the oldest World War II veteran in the United States, and he was believed to be the oldest man in the country, died on Wednesday today at the age of 112. His name was Lawrence Brooks. His death was announced by the National World War II Museum and confirmed by his daughter. Now, Brooks on sunny days was known for sitting on the porch uh, with a double shotgun house that he shared with his daughter. And he lived in a neighborhood of New Orleans. Neighborhoods would call out to the local celebrity, wave and bring him soda and snacks. He was also an incredible man. And he was working at a sawmill when he was drafted into the U.S. Army in 1940. And after Japan's attack on Pearl Harbor, he was assigned to the 91st Engineer General Service Regiment, which was stationed in Australia. And how beautiful to see that the community has been tribute to this great man and to this great hero. And we always love supporting our heroes here on The Rita Cosby Show. Well, we have been talking about 
January 6th because tomorrow is the one-year anniversary. A lot of people were wondering, well, why was the military not called out? Speaking of support our heroes out to the Capitol. There's still a lot of questions. A lot of videotape has still yet to be released in this case. We heard today from the Attorney General Merrick Garland that there have been hundreds of arrests and that he says he is still going after other people that may have been responsible in different forms. And I think anybody who obviously assaulted an officer there or did something illegal, yes, they should be punished. But every time you talk to the Democrats, it's like January 6th, January 6th, January 6th. That's all they got. They don't at all condemn the riots that were taking place across the country. We just had April call into the show. Um, one of our great callers here who was talking about the 500 different riots that were taking place across the country. Remember in 2020 and 2021, and guess what? You know what? None of them, you don't see the prosecutors going after them. And in fact, we have a soft on crime prosecutor now here in New York City who basically says, you can resist arrest, you can do armed robbery, no problem, not an issue. We're not going to lock you up for that. And now Democrats, all they talk about is this sort of one trick pony and it's the dog and pony show of January 6th. Take a listen. This is Andy McCarthy again, former prosecutor. This is what he had to say about Democrats and their discussion of January 6th, which we're going to hear a lot about tomorrow. It it shows that they're shifting to voting rights, Martha, and that the Justice Department is very much in sync with uh, the administration and congressional Democrats who seem to be turning the page uh, from the economically uh, based bill that they were obsessing over before the holidays, and now it's uh, on to voting rights. And they are going to try to inject January 6th into every item of their agenda. How successful they'll be with that, I have my doubts about. Yeah, they are. And by the way, January 6th has become so politicized, as has Dr. Fauci, that in discussions, he brings up January 6th. What does that have to do with science and COVID? But take a listen. Senator Cruz told the attorney general you should be prosecuted. Yeah. (laughs) I have to laugh at that. (laughs) I should be prosecuted. What happened on January 6th, Senator? What happened on January 6th? That is Dr. Fauci. Everything's January 6th. Boy, has that gotten politicized. Well, so much so, uh, Bernie Carrick who again also was issued a subpoena related to January 6th. He gave a great interview last night on the other side of midnight with our Frank Morano. By the way, you can listen to Frank every night at 1 a.m. here on 77 WABC. And Bernie made the distinction of saying they call it, the Democrats, an insurrection. He says, no, 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 this should be called a riot, just like a lot of the other riots that took place across America, especially in 2020. I think it was a riot, and I think it was trespassing. Um, you know, this whole idea that it was an insurrection, I don't believe that. Um, you know, an insurrection without weapons? Um, no, stop. You know, there were people that got out of hand, um, and people should be held accountable for engaging in violence or, you know, criminal mischief or damaging, you know, federal property or whatever the case may be. Um I do think that the system um, is being abusive in those uh, in the charges they've charged, uh, in the sentences, the the way they're handling some of the prisoners. Uh, I do not agree. Uh, you know, some of these people have been in solitary confinement since they've been arrested. Now, 
solitary confinement should only be used in one of three circumstances. One, you're a threat to the institution, or you're a threat to staff, or you're a national security or an escape risk. And I can assure you that the people I've seen that were arrested, um, regardless of their charges, they don't fit that category. And Matthew Whitaker, who was the acting attorney general under President Trump for some time, said, you know what? Democrats don't seem to want to talk about police officers that lost their lives in the riots and elsewhere in the line of duty. They keep talking about the officer who died soon after January 6th last year, but they don't talk about cops being shot and cops being injured other times. Take a listen to Matt Whitaker. But remember, we need to protect and support law enforcement. But I would have liked to have him also name the 59 other officers uh, that nationwide have given their lives in the line of duty. Absolutely. You know, if you're fair across the board and you talk about officers being assaulted on January 6th, what about all the other officers when they were assaulted during the riots and elsewhere around the country? Where are the protests also? Remember when that black cop, that female cop was just shot recently and died in Baltimore? It's outrageous. It is outrageous. The double standard is so disgusting how they have politicized this. And we're going to hear about it tomorrow, how terrible and everything needs to be controlled by Democrats because of January 6th. That's basically going to be their message tomorrow. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Maria in Brooklyn. Maria, your thoughts. You're here on the Rita Cosby Show. Rita, I don't know about you, but I'm not going to watch it. I'm going to have WABC on all the time. Great. Well, that means you have great taste, Maria, if you have WABC on the whole time. Turn the TV off. Do not let them even have a, a second of your attention. These people have no respect for the American people. They're doing things, and then they tell you with a straight face right to your face that what you're looking at, it's not right. They have no respect for us. And as far as Manhattan, I'm going to tell you this much. I say with this with a lot of respect. The African-American community has lived through the tragedy of racism for so many years that they think that only because someone of their own community is running for office, voting for them, that's all that would matter to them. They don't see the track of these politicians and what harm it will bring them. Unfortunately, I, I don't think they... Unfortunately, they keep voting the same way, and it's just going to hurt our own minority communities. I agree. I agree. Maria, thank you for the call. That was a great call because you're right. Um, It's actually hurting minority communities, which are experiencing. I mean, we're all sadly experiencing crime these days. It's so pervasive. But you're right. Minority communities where there is such a huge amount of crime, they're going to see more of it because the criminals are emboldened. And it doesn't help those communities who deserve to be protected. Um, We all do. And it is outrageous and it just opens the door. And again, I think about what, you know, what we heard from the former NYPD commissioner, Howard Safer, saying that it is a basically a blueprint for criminals on what crimes they can commit. Um, the message from Alvin Bragg. And again, they're trying to be tough on January 6th. If you were tied to January 6th, oh boy, they're tough. If you sneezed on January 6th, they're coming after you. But if you rioted in New York or if you now do an armed robbery in New York City, no problem. You know, I mean, talk about an unbelievable alternate universe. The border, you cross the border, no problem. You want to vote, even if you're, you know, not a legal citizen, no problem. But boy, if you were there on January 6th, 
You're the worst of the worst. Let's go to Norman in Brooklyn. Norman, you're here on the Rita Cosby Show. Go ahead, Norm. Yeah, hi, Rita. Um, shame on Merritt Garland for completely misrepresenting what the vast majority of people who went to Washington who were concerned about the election, um, who went to Washington, like myself, on January 6th, um, my experience and from what I could see, I saw there was over a million people there. I saw around me a sea of people, hundreds and thousands of people um, from where I stood, which was nowhere near the Capitol. I stood near the Washington Monument. Uh, there was no I didn't even see the Capitol. There was such a sea of people there. Um, what I saw were families uh, having cookouts, eating cookies, which is what I had. There was a family behind me from Tennessee who gave me cookies. And I stood there holding my Trump sign, watching our president talk on the screen. OK, for what happened in the front by some maniacs or some. Yeah, I, I have no idea. Now, what, what do you make? What do you make of the fact that tomorrow, Norman, President Biden is going to basically say, you know, it's terrible Trump and all of his supporters are the worst of the worst. And that's why Democrats need to basically control all elections from here to eternity. Well, that's the whole point of this. The point of this is to demonize the right, to demonize Trump, to ensure that he can never run again. And um, and I think and by the way, Norm, so much of this is because they see some of the polls and some of there have been polls of late that show if it were a matchup between Trump and Biden today, Trump would win. And boy, that's making Democrats shake in their boots. The thought of that is what's making them shake in their boots. Yeah. Anyway, no, it's, you know, I, I saw nothing around me. It was, from my perspective, all I saw was peaceful, standing around in the cold, watching President Trump. There was no insurrection from the, you know, sea of people that I saw around me. And, you know, I, 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 plain and simple, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of hearing about it. They need to. Yeah, I mean, see, I I think this is just the beginning for them, Norm, you know, because I think, like you said, there were a lot of good people out there who who were out there, you know, who wanted to support President Trump and were out there with families. And and like you said, not not doing anything in terms of breaking into anything and all of that. Um, You know, there were obviously others who crossed the line. um, But. But in your case, I think we're going to hear January 6th, anytime they want to push ram any bill through, they're going to say, oh, you know, we can't have Republicans do this January 6th. It's like that's the only thing they're trying to hang their hat on and and make it sound like nothing ever bad happened on their side. And, and that's that is so shameful. And it's such a double standard. It's horrible. Norm, thank you. Make sure you call us tomorrow after you see what President Biden said. I want to hear your thoughts tomorrow, Norm, because you were there. Thank you very much. Um, let's go to Roger in Massachusetts. It's real quick. Rod, your thoughts. Okay, just two quick things. Uh, number one, Nancy Pelosi could have had stormtroopers protecting the Capitol. So, wouldn't you know, of course, the protesters took the bait and, uh, because there was no protection, and that's how they got in. That's number one. Number two, we are not a pure democracy. Pure democracy equals, in a way, by definition, mob rule. And the Dems, of course, because they're the ones who always, like, collapse uh, voting rights. That's how they're going to get their mob. Uh, Republicans are usually the ones who want strict, who want voting security. But the Democrats are always the ones, let's remember, who like to 
make sure everybody can vote and make it easy, easy, easy to vote. Well, that's why, Roger, by the way, that's why you hit it on the head. That's why the dichotomy is so unbelievable. And the people that have crossed the border, you know, many people believe, obviously, and they've even signaled that they may want to give amnesty to a whole bunch of people. And guess what? They're hoping those people who they give amnesty to are going to vote for them. So that border is wide open. They're also allowing, you know, non-citizens to vote in municipal elections, 800,000 New York City. You got all these rules, and then they're saying, but all of it comes to January 6th and Republicans who are crossing the line. I mean, they are just so dishonest with their own policies and the problems that they are creating. And we're going to hear it up the wazoo tomorrow. And I can't wait to hear what all of you think after the president, who's going to be speaking in the morning, and other people talking about how terrible and how January 6th is the worst thing. And yet there was no sort of mob rule whatsoever on the streets of America for, you know, many, 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 many months. And many cops and many others were injured by it, and there's been no rebuke of that. We're going to talk about that tomorrow for sure, everybody. But coming up next, we have Dominic Carter, who's going to give us a preview of his great show. Dominic is going to be talking about law and order and a little bit with Eric Adams and his philosophies. And also, by the way, speaking of law and order, this is why we started a podcast that we started just a few weeks ago. I love this. It is our Protecting America podcast. And we put up another episode just recently. It is with Ollie North. You definitely got to check it out. Go to wabcradio.com. Check out our new edition of Protecting America. We talk with Ollie North about how important it is to protect our borders and also of the repercussions of that disastrous pullout of Afghanistan. Speaking of Protecting America, Ollie North knows what that's all about. You got to check it out. And coming up next, Dominic Carter on deck. Rita Cosby is on 77 WABC. City, but I think Alvin Bragg is getting us there, and we're playing disco. You know what that means. It's my favorite <laughs> disco dancing partner, Dominic Carter's on deck. And boy, a- Amy Stewart, by the way, I'm trying to think of who sings this. Knock on wood. Live me. Oh, look, oh, I knew it. Here we go. Here's the, Here's the chorus. You better not. On wood. <laughs> did, she, did she do any other song other than this one? Yeah, I'm not exactly sure. Rita. I don't think she's related to Rod Stewart. That's for sure. <laughs> but this was a big hit. I was trying to think of any other you, songs that she did. You were on fire tonight. Oh, I am so frustrated with Alvin Bragg, and uh-huh. I'm worried about New York City, Dominic. I'm, I'm, you know, we got to knock on wood. We got to do a lot more than knock on wood when we're dealing with Alvin Bragg. I'm telling you, it's so, it's a, I think we're into for some tough times, and I know that you're going to be talking about it tonight and also related to Eric Adams, too. Well, the first thing that comes to mind is I know Mr. Bragg, whether he admits this or not, is equating his actions to civil rights. Yes. And I don't see how this is civil rights when people are going to be bashing each other in the head 
and in particular people that look like Mr. Bragg and myself. Right, right. And, and the, the mayor. Yeah, we had a call too who said this is going to make communities of color Absolutely. more endangered and they're the ones who need protection. Absolutely. Everybody needs protection, but you Absolutely. don't want to have it open season on those communities. It's Absolutely. heartbreaking, Dominic. And so when we talk about Mr. Bragg, and th- this is why I, I think I can speak for you in this regard. This is why we praised the station owner operators, John Katsimatidis, Margot Katsimatidis. WABC was one of the only stations, and you talked about this on your show tonight, one of the only stations, a lot of resources go into planning a debate. Yep. Right? As we both know, Rita, there's a team of people here that work on it, and they, they, they focus on that for, for a month at a time, for one debate. Yep. And what I'm surprised about is why the electorate is so surprised. Yes, because this is what he promised. We even played this the is campaign what he promised. And I remember you were asking him uh, some great yes. questions there, Dominic. And I remember during the debate afterwards even saying to you, uh-oh. Right, you know? right, right. But, but uh, thanks to Margot Casamitides and John Casamitides, they made it possible for the electorate to, he, he was here in the studio. Yes. Live. Yes. Live. Yes. And he said similar things during the debate. And now he is not only fulfilling those promises <laughs> and double, it's called read the fine print. And you know what? They need to listen to WABC because they would have been informed. Yes. And the people who did, I don't think, said Alvin Bragg. You right. Know? Agreed. Well, Agreed. I can't wait for you to talk about this. I know you're going to be talking about Eric Adams and a whole bunch more. When, when do you sleep? Um, next year. <laughs> a great show with Dominic Carter coming on deck, and I'll see you tomorrow. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.